and welcome to episode 35 of our weekly podcast, That's One for the History Books. I'm Marty Cohn. My good friend and co-host, you, Ryan, and I are profiling Americans who made important contributions to our country, but have not received the popular credit that we think they deserve. Today, we're going to delve into the extraordinary life of a man who was one of the most influential figures in the fight for equality and justice in early America. James Fortin. Born as a free African-American in Philadelphia on September 2nd, 1766, Fortin was educated in one of the city's Quaker schools, and he began working with his father as a sailmaker at the age of just eight. After Fortin's father died in a boating accident, Fortin dropped out of school at age nine to work full-time to support his mother and sister. When he was 14, he worked as a powder boy during the Revolutionary War on the Royal Lewis sailing ship, where he was captured by the British. He spent seven months on the Jersey, a prison boat anchored in New York Harbor. Fortunately, he was traded for a British prisoner, like the white prisoners on the Jersey, rather than being sold into slavery. When he was released, he returned home to resume his previous job as an apprentice to sailmaker Robert Bridges. Pleased with his work and dedication, he was appointed to the foreman's position in the loft. Despite the racial tensions of the time, Fortin's talent and work ethic earned him respect among his peers and employers. With determination and hard work, he mastered the craft and later became a co-owner of the sail loft at the age of 33. This marked the beginning of his rise as an influential figure in the maritime industry. By 1810, Fortin made it one of the most successful sail lofts in Philadelphia. Fortin remained dedicated to equal rights and demonstrated this in his hiring of laborers. Because of his business acumen, Fortin's sail loft was a great success and over the years made him one of the wealthiest Philadelphians in the city, African-American or white. As a free African-American in the early 19th century, James Fortin was, of course, well aware of the harsh realities of slavery. He became a vocal advocate for abolition, and he used his own life as a testament to the potential of freed slaves. Over time, he became more and more interested in politics and avidly campaigned for a temperance, women's suffrage, and equal rights for African Americans. In 1800, before Congress departed Philadelphia for Washington, D.C., Fortin organized a petition advocating for Congress to abolish slavery in America. Fortin also became an outspoken critic of Pennsylvania's 1780 Gradual Emancipation Act. Although Pennsylvania passed the first Emancipation Act in the United States, it was so gradual and incremental that there were still slaves held in Pennsylvania when the Civil War started 80 years later. Fortin pushed for an immediate abolishment of slavery in Pennsylvania, and he called for Pennsylvania to end the prohibition on the immigration of freed slaves from other states. Fortin met and befriended William Lloyd Garrison, who would give him another outlet for his opinions. Garrison's famous abolitionist newspaper, The Liberator, was constantly in need of both funds and readers to keep it afloat. Fortin found him new subscribers in Philadelphia to increase circulation, and he wrote letters to the paper under the nom de plume a colored Philadelphia. In 1813, he wrote a series of pamphlets called Letters from a Man of Color. 
The pamphlets denounced the bill the Pennsylvania legislature tried to pass requiring all African-American immigrants to Pennsylvania to be registered with the state. The bill was the result of many white Pennsylvanians' complaints about the large number of former slaves moving up from the South. Fortin saw the bill as a step backward for African-American Pennsylvanians. In his letters, Fortin argued that the bill would violate the rights of any free African-Americans entering the state, as well as enforce the general opinion that blacks were not equal to whites. Fortin wanted the many respectable citizens of the black community to be recognized and valued in Philadelphia. In the end, the bill was not passed, and he became known for his succinct and passionate pamphlets. Fortin's favorite topics were prejudice, abolition, and the American Colonization Society, ACS. ACS was an, organized, an organization excuse me, composed of white people, and they sought to send Black Americans to Liberia, a colony in Africa, where they supposedly would have better lives. Fortin, like many other Blacks, believed that the ACS was trying to simply get rid of Black people under the guise of helping them. Although the ACS advised, advertised Liberia as a place of opportunity for free Blacks, Fortin contended that the truth was somewhat darker. The colonies, uh, the colonies struggled to survive, and many of the colonists there were dying. Fortin and Garrison published as much as they could in the Liberator to expose the poor living conditions in Liberia. They wanted others to know that the ACS was not necessarily working in the best interest of Black Americans. Though he disapproved of this movement, he also formed an organization called the Convention of Color with Bishop Richard Allen in 1817, which advocated for Black migration to Canada rather than to Liberia. James Fortin's dedication to the abolitionist cause extended to his family. His wife and daughters were founding members of the Philadelphia Female Anti-Slavery Society. His daughters were all activists for several different causes. Margareta Fortin was an avid abolitionist who dedicated her life to educating fellow African-Americans, including those who sought freedom. And Harriet Purvis Fortin organized boycotts and an underground railroad stop to support slaves seeking freedom, as well as supporting suffrage for both women and African-American men. Beyond his advocacy, James Fortin also played a significant role in the economic development of Philadelphia's Black community. He established a successful sale-making business that employed both Black and white workers. Fortin's philanthropy extended to education, where he supported schools and educational initiatives for African-American children. James Fortin's activism and contributions to the abolitionist movement were pivotal in the decades leading up to the Civil War. His leadership and pervasive, persuasive writing helped shape public opinion against slavery. His efforts were instrumental in pushing for racial equality and justice. He stayed active in the abolitionist movement until very late in life. He lived in Philadelphia with his wife and eight children until March 4, 1842, when he died at the age of 75. Thousands of people, black and white, attended his funeral. According to his biographer, Julie Winch, by the late 1830s, he was one of the most powerful African-American voices not just for women, men and women of color in his native city, but for many thousands throughout the North. He knew how to use the press and the speaker's podium. 
He knew about building alliances, when to back down, when to push forward with his agenda. His rise to prominence, his understanding of the nature of power and authority, his determination to speak out and be heard are object lessons in the realities of community politics. Disenfranchised he might have been, but voiceless. He was never voiceless. In her book, Strong Men Keep Coming, the book of African-American men, author Tonya Bolden wrote, when James Fortin died, he left behind an exemplary family, a sizable fortune, and a legacy of philanthropy and activism that inspired generations of Black Philadelphians. In February 2023, the Museum of the American Revolution in Philadelphia opened the first ever museum exhibition dedicated to Fortin's life and family, Black Founders, the Fortin Family of Philadelphia. Thanks for listening to this edition of That's One for the History Books. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, tell your friends, and leave a review. Also, let us know of any suggestions for future subjects. And be sure to listen next week when we discuss Annie Jump Cannon, a brilliant 19th century female astronomer who revolutionized the way scientists classify stars. The music, At the Jazz by Twin Musicom, is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution license. I'm Marty Cohn with my co-host, Hugh Ryan. Stay healthy. <laughs>